1: it It's taxable down. You straight punk bits! I mean, you're just gonna replace me. Shut up! Random morales, the biggest slut
0: in the Western ah. Hemisphere! Why do I have to have a buzzer? Ah. Great
1: you are now and will forever be an asshole.
0: Because it's
1: my show. You, you guys know how to party. You're welcome.
0: You know how much I miss Adam Cole? I do. Like I and I miss Adam Cole like, like, like the Adam Cole we watched Adam Cole. Like not the AEW Adam Cole that we saw for a brief period of time, but like Adam Cole. Like before, I said he was just a guy, Patrick or down. Like, like yeah, Adam Cole. I miss Adam Cole. Anyway, as I back watched, when
1: yeah, I remember when you gave up on Adam Cole. As, I haven't given as, up on
0: him. I still think he. Could but turn as a man, around. as a man, now that he's, he's just a guy. guy, he's a guy. And AEW's a guy. Uh
1: so so can I ask a question? Since I'm just gonna get right to it as I look at this ask, uh, ask AEW right. It's Patrick O'Dowell
0: um, at Wrestling Realist, W-R-E-S-T-L-N-G-R-E-A-L-I-S-T
1: on Twitter. Hi, everybody. Good to be back. So as I'm looking at this AEW roster, mm-hmm. I see a singles record, a tag team record, a trios record. Yes. Then they've got a 22, 2022 overall record. And yes. then their career, that's their AEW career? Yes. So Serpentico is 13-101 and 101 yes. in his AEW career? That sounds about right. He's wrestled 114 times.
0: See, they have these two shows on YouTube called Dark and Elevation. And Oh, those count too, huh? Oh, those definitely count. Both good and bad. Like, the Acclaimed was the number one or number two team for a while and barely ever wrestled yeah. or won on Dynamite. And it's gotcha. because they had this pattern. Now they're on Dynamite because AEW stands for Acclaimed every Wednesday. And... And so now they're on there every single week because somebody got half a brain. But
1: Does, does anybody complain about Serpentico losing all the time? Like, or um, is everybody okay with it?
0: There's one person who complains about Serpentico losing all the time. You know who that is? John okay. Cruz. Robert? Look up John Cruz's oh. record.
1: John Cruz. Hold on one minute. it's J-O-N
0: minute. Cruz.
1: Just got to scroll up. Everything's alphabetical by first name.
0: Of course it is. I think WB's is too, so
1: it's okay uh i don't see a john cruz i see a john silver i see john silver and john moxley huh
0: maybe they released john cruz i don't know okay so john cruz is serpentico just without the mask on so Uh, okay there have been dark tapings where he's wrestled as serpentico and then came back as john cruz um there was an acclaimed rap that told him he looks so ugly he should probably wear a mask and of course, you know, it's oh, not funny. funny. Yep. That's it. Greg but DeMarco Show, by the way. Greg DeMarco, Patrick O'Dowd. I already told you his Twitter handle. But if you don't know, it's at Wrestling Realist. It's W-R-E-S-T-L-N-G-R-E-A-L-I-S-T because there's no I in wrestling, but there is one in Realist. And there is one in Patrick for the Wrestling Realist. Patrick O'Dowd. I'm at Greg DeMarco 4-4. This is the Greg DeMarco Show, which you can hear exclusively on thechairshot.com. chairshot.com
1: thechairshot.com thechairshot.com
0: always use your head i guess i lied because it's not really exclusive to thechairshot.com because we got you on itunes spotify iheart google play so many more like subscribe leave that five-star review turn on the little bell for the notifications tell your friends to come listen to us whether you like us or you hate us it's like when you eat something really bad. You're like, this sucks. Taste this. Like, if you don't like the show, do that. And if you do like the show, this is delicious. Taste this. See, it just works no matter what. Uh, we, we appreciate you doing that. At Chair Shop Media for the website and all of your forms of social media. We have got a smorgasbord. Is that still a word? People still say smorgasbord?
1: Not in conversation.
0: Well, we just did. A smorgasbord of, conver- of conversation, of topics.
1: Oh, that you just did?
0: I know I went from smorgasbord to conversation. A smorgasbord of topics for us to converse upon here on this very podcast. As PC Tony would say, for your earballs on the Greg DeMarco show. So, Patrick and I came up with five things that Patrick has some questions about, things he wants to know about, figure out what the hell's going on. And then we've got an edition of the list that's going to be so much fun. You just made the list. Because I don't even know if Patrick can come up with three things on the list. So we will see. We'll get there. So Patrick O'Dowd, I'm going to give you a name. And you start asking questions or talking or sharing. Some of it will be the floor is yours, floor is mine. This first one could get fun because it'll bring in things that I could care less about. Patrick O'Dowd, the first topic is Lacey Evans.
1: (laughs) So uh, I gotta I gotta be that guy real quick. You couldn't care less because if you could care less, that means you care a little. I know. So you don't. care. I heard that you, song you, by Weird Al. I understand. No, no, but I I mean I would have said that even. I do care you know, a little.
0: I'm not I'm not saying you're wrong. I do care a little. I care a little about. Yeah, I
1: doing. I I don't know if I really have a question. So much as just <laughs> wrestling Twitter seems to pick a new WWE person every day or every couple of days that that becomes. He becomes the story of of the website. Because who would we
0: be as a community, as a people, if we didn't have wrestling Twitter to direct our moral compass on a daily
1: basis? Well, we we may find out eventually. I mean, Elon Musk will abide by the results of the poll until he changes the rules about who can vote in the polls because he doesn't get the answer that he wants. Did he also post on
0: Facebook that says, if I get one like, I'll remain the CEO of Twitter?
1: He may have. I, I don't know. I just unless uh, that was
0: a fake because I did see that post shared.
1: He 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 also arbitrarily changed the rules after his poll did not go the way he assumed it would go. So anyway, that has nothing to do with Lacey Evans, who apparently whether it was on Insta, I you said it was on Insta, right? It wasn't. No, on No, Instagram was. An article
0: I saw. I had a conversation with somebody about it. I believe it was uh, okay. a tweet because that invoked everyone's best friend, Sean Ross Sapp to give an opinion yes. that no one needed and right. took it from there.
1: But, but, but basically Lacey posted a, an article that linked processed foods to causing autism. And one folks were surprised, which, okay. Um, But two, it turned into this whole like bizarre, false equivalency reason to fire Lacey Evans because she uh, shared a scientifically weak article about causes of autism and processed foods to uh, the recent termination of one Mandy Rose, who we may or may not talk about later, Oh, um, well, she's on the list, and it was—it's just kind of bizarre to me that that is—that's what we got today. And uh it's so true. Here, here's my here's so my true, thing. Though.
0: Here's where we are today.
1: I, I I don't understand where you get to that this woman should be fired because of of sharing this article. That to me that's ludicrous. And she didn't share mine comp for Christ's sake. She didn't share. The Communist Manifesto. She didn't. She didn't encourage, you know, spiking your parents' tab with Drano. Like she shared a she shared a crazy article that's kind of dumb. That
0: crazy white people share crazy white articles. That's what happens. And
1: in- like, like, yeah, like, and, I, and and to to suggest terminating somebody because that's somehow worse. Well, she defended than it using your copyrighted.
0: She shared all yeah, article she with facts she thought was interesting. Here's the thing about, so like, you're allowed to share stuff. You're allowed to have an opinion on those things, and other people are allowed to have an opinion on the things.
1: It depends on the platform, my friend.
0: Yeah, you're still allowed to have an opinion. Most of the rules are not based around the actual opinion. It's based on a lot of the other things people throw with the opinions, like their link to their profile on Mastodon, which I can't even figure it anyway, so it cares. But here's the thing, like, If AJ Styles retweeted the same article, what percentage of these same people would be calling for AJ Styles' job? Give me a percent. Probably
1: zero. I'd say like
0: five percent. The same people who were already calling for AJ Styles' job. Right. Because he's as MAGA as MAGA can be, just like Casey Evans is. Okay, So what's the difference, Patrick O'Dowd? It's a very simple difference. We like AJ Styles as a wrestler. We don't right. like Lacey Evans as a wrestler. So therefore, it's, it's the same bullshit that we always deal with, right? If you sit down and you don't like WWE, you will hate Raw. If you sit down and you like WWE, you will like Raw. It's, it's just – it's this predisposition feeling that they have. They already don't like Lacey Evans, and so it was just fuel to the fire. They already want her to be gone before she said these things. Then she says right. these things or shares this and then defends why she shared it, basically saying it's her opinion. And we got to have all these other opinions on her opinion and complain and, and talk crap and whatever. And it's like just – <sighs> it's what most people do when they see somebody fall on the floor at Walmart. They move along. Just move along. You don't bother to help up the person at Walmart and fell on the floor, but yet you put all this energy into complaining about Lacey Evans. Like, does Lacey Evans tweeting something or retweeting something really have that big of a bearing on these idiots' lives?
1: No, but it makes them feel good.
0: It does. You're right. And, and, and there's probably something else they don't feel good about. And in the moment, it probably made them feel better. Like, and and fine. And and it's just, and honestly, like, maybe we shouldn't even care either way. Maybe that's part of the problem. Because when these people complained about what Lacey Evans says, she might react to it. 14 other people are going to come into their defense and say they agree with it. 14 people on the opposite side are going to argue with them. And now we've got the vicious social media cycle. If no one said anything and did anything,
1: it would stop. But then that's the future okay. of social media. Right. Can I, can I, I got to ask you, I'm going to ask your opinion yeah. of the toxic sort of, because we, you know, we pick on, for example, we pick on Dave Meltzer a lot. Right. Uh, we pick on Brian Alvarez a lot. Uh, we've started to pick on Sean Rossap a, a little bit here or there. Uh, but when we talk about, like, pushing narratives and kind of creating this false sense of controversy, because I do think things like this gets exacerbated by these folks. W- who's the worst about um, this? Like, who really – because – and I think it might be your boy – I think it might be the boy we called out today. It, might, it be. might be. It might be And
0: I'm trying to figure because, out if, if, if I'm just saying that because of recency, bias, because of what happened. Here's the issue that I have with what he did today. He complained about it. Some people complained about him complaining, and you know what he said in response?
1: What, Fuck am I not allowed to share like my it. opinion? Right.
0: Well, is Lacey not allowed to share hers?
1: And and here's... Uh, I'll, I'll, agree I'll, with it. I'll bail you out. I'll, I'll not bail you out, but I'll defend you and say that it's not recency bias because of the way that he uses social media the way that versus the way that Brian, and in particular, Dave. Like, Dave just... Dave is very defensive about stuff that he puts out in sort of his own newsletter world. Like
0: doesn't share opinions on anything. Right. In terms of the real world. He, Here does Brian. He, he,
1: he shares his insider, whatever, or he comments on his, you know, through he his limits bubble. It. He limited to this little fantasy yeah. world that we spend so much
0: time Where, of our life.
1: Whereas, sharing. whereas Sean, I really, one gets nasty. Oh, quickly! I mean, folks, like I get show you, really, comments. really nasty with people, and and I don't get it. Like, like if you're that thin-skinned, don't be a journalist, like at all. "Quote unquote." Oh, he's journalist.
0: extremely thin-skinned. Like, two way. It's it's like a character flaw of thin skin. and and we all have character flaws. Don't get me wrong. We oh, absolutely,
1: absolutely. You're arrogant as fuck. We all know this.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I've been told this.
1: In and meetings with bosses,
0: the supervisor. She understands why, which is also counterproductive and counterintuitive. But Sean, yeah, he is very quick. Like, he he is that opinion is fact version of the IWC. Whereas right. Meltzer will, he'll block you, obviously, because um, he's blocked tons of people, not just me. But it's because i somebody will share something like, oh, I can't see it, I'm blocked, and I'll get a bunch of people. Me too, me too, me too, me too. Sean Rossap is like that's why I said the moral compass because I think he this is a horrible thing to say but I do believe he puts himself on this thing that's like I am the direction that things should be going in in the world yeah I like I, would world. I would buy that I
1: would buy that that
0: to me is what's wrong like that to me is a right. very very bad thing to think about yourself it's very unhealthy and and it can be I just amazing. I just
1: can't imagine how. How stressful must that be for yourself? Oh God, he's got to have blood pressure through the roof.
0: And then he like, listed like reasons why, like he suffered from ADHD and he had a family member with autism. I hope I'm not conflating this what somebody else said, but, and I get it. And so some things do hit you harder and, and I can sympathize. Like, like, like imagine if the Roman reign stuff came out in a different timeline To where I already knew I had leukemia. And I went in on Dave Meltzer hard for what he said about Roman Reigns and his diagnosis. And that's why I'm blocked. Mm -hmm. Imagine if that happened after I was diagnosed and knew even more about it. Because not only do I have leukemia, I have the exact same one that Roman Reigns has. So I know what he's been through because I've been through it and I'm still going through it. And so when he comes back from being gone for six weeks and he's a little flabby. Now for real Marines, a little flabby is, is, is Greek godlike for some others, but I will notice that right. he's like 15 pounds heavier. I know it's a side effect of the treatment medicine. And I also right. know that typically once you go back on it, you stay on it. And so he might be on it right now. Now, before he came out and told everybody he was on it. Now, if he's on it, he's the tribal chief. He's not going to tell you because it doesn't fit within his character. And he's even right. more private now than he used to be back then. But Meltzer, like, that was kind of that – That that's about as far out there as he gets. The only reason yeah. he commented on that stuff was because it intersected with the world of pro wrestling. Sean Ross Apple will yep. go in on things, and he will defend his friends to no end, even if they're wrong, and plenty of them are. It's just this vicious cycle that he creates, and some of that's generational. He comes from his different generation where everybody's opinion must be heard and savored and protected, whereas Meltzer, he's older than we are. He's – he doesn't worry about right. his opinion being protected. That's true. I bet yeah. you there's a lot of things that people bring up that Meltzer said in the past that Dave probably hasn't even thought about in yeah. months or years. <laughs> but someone will bring up something Sean Ross said two years ago and he'll be like, like that, he'll remember everything about it. It's generational. That that that's just completely, completely generational difference. Here's my thing that I'll bring it back to. I don't give two shits about Lacey Evans' political stance, AJ Styles' political stance, Randy Orton's political stance, or Montez Ford, his political stance, or Bianca Bella or anybody's. I just care if I like them as a professional wrestler. And, and I guess that's a level of separating the performer from the performance that I'm okay with. But don't throw Chris Benoit in my face. And right. Meltzer, I guess apparently that came up recently where he was defending some award that they gave Benoit because there's some inconsistencies and in, I don't know, right? That's
1: a you line of what you call when, when when that's Benoit was alive? like no, they, they I think was something? like putting
0: him in their Hall of Fame or something like that. I don't know for sure. Ostrously? Yeah, oh. I think so. But I saw
1: it. That, okay, that's to me. Okay, that's a bit of a wolf. Like.
0: Yeah, I know. And again, I don't know the full – I saw it today. It, it I, I skim, skimmed by it. I don't know where it came from. I don't. I didn't dig in because, you know, we right. have a life, I have a life and a job, and it's a busy time of year because it always and, is.
1: And it's not this, yeah.
0: And, and certain things just don't matter. And, and Dave Meltzer's opinion on Chris Benoit really doesn't, and then it came up today. But I just – I don't like Lacey Evans as a pro wrestler.
1: Yeah.
0: She doesn't do anything for me. Her, when she was the she, Southern Belle doing her thing, and she came out and made her like debut at the Royal Rumble and cut a promo and had forty eight thousand people eating out of the palm of her hand, I like that Lacey Evans. The boot camp, basic yeah. training, whatever Lacey Evans, I don't like. Like, like when she was coming back and they were like telling people to stand and applaud for her, and it seemed like they were going in the Kurt Angle direction of you do not boo an Olympic gold medalist. I was excited about that because I think she could pull it off, but then you know. A million starts and stops, and things change, and new regime, and all that stuff. So,
1: who right, hell? yeah, it's 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 interesting because I I remember post Royal Rumble. We yeah. spent a solid amount of her first Royal Rumble. We spent a significant amount of time talking about her debut and a, elimination in her first. She Royal did fantastic,
0: Rumble. and she she stood in there with Charlotte Flair and looked like she belonged. That's three years ago, and
1: and, and they did that Almost thing and. And you know, and anytime they do something like that in the Rumble, that's that's usually one of your signals that this is a yeah. this is somebody to pay attention to. And it did happen.
0: Now she had a baby. She's done a lot of things, like she's right. a mom. She's living a life. Like, and that's the other thing too. A lot of what she's saying comes out about she's an anti-vaxxer. She's an anti- and and, and again, I believe in in things like vaccinations. But I believe more in things like, I'm going to let a parent do what they think is best for their kids. And, sure. And so that's why I don't get into that argument. Because I don't live in their household. I don't deal with what they deal with. I don't any of that stuff. I just know that my kids
1: are- They endanger them. your children when they're around you because they're little disease-carrying monsters. But anyway, that's totally different. And fuck science is what I just heard Greg say. No, I'm just kidding, man. We're gonna put that out there for you, Sean. but see here's you the can, thing.
0: My kids are
1: vaccinated, so it doesn't matter what they no. have they, they only they only they, jeopardize anyway, the other unvaccinated kids. That's not entirely true. but anyway, we're not here to have a vaccine conversation. no, uh, we're here to talk about cool things that I have questions about, and yes. um, so we'll so go to number give me another two. topic.
0: No, we'll actually go look, we've been doing this for years now. Go to prowrestlingtees.com, forward slash the chair shot. Buy a chair shot t-shirt. I think you can still also get, it's not a chair shot t-shirt, one of these Sammy Zane My Dog shirts, which 100% of the proceeds, go to, to support Sammy for Syria. And it's a cool shirt because it says My Dog and has his, his little face as the exclamation point, period. So do that as well. It's prowrestlingtees.com. It's forward slash the chair shot. We got logos. We got graphics. We got slogans. We got everything. Pick it up. You'll love it. Grab it in soft style. A couple more bucks. Super comfortable. You'll be glad you did. Good little conversation starter. Who knows what? ProWrestingTees.com forward slash the chair shot. It goes to support us, the website, the movement, the everything that we do. These things don't grow on trees. You support us, but you also get a shirt in return. So go on and do it. ProWrestingTees.com forward slash the chair shot.
1: Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Hey, folks. PC
0: Tony here. Thanks to our new partnership with Angry Lemonade, you can save 10% on physical products and digital commissions using the promo code CHAIRSHOT. Head to angrylemonade.net to check out their amazing catalog of products and services. Use the promo code CHAIRSHOT to save 10%. That's angrylemonade.net. All right, Patrick O'Dowd. Person number, or thing number two, because one of these isn't a people. You got questions. Eric Bischoff
1: <laughs> all right I so I guess I started with what's everybody's beef with Eric Bischoff lately um and by everybody's it's really two people it's um <laughs> it is Rick people. Rick it, it's Rick Flair first mm-hmm. of all like Rick and I did get some more context um I did a little quick like reading after I I asked you okay. apparently Eric apparently Eric Said something that upset Flair during an upcoming like biography documentary thing about Rick, and I can't even remember. It was something akin to like it. It, it made I me. Mean, I'm intrigued because I didn't know. It. Like no, but and like making it sound like um either like Eric made. Not that Eric made Ric Flair, but like he is some it was some sort of comment that I guess could have been taken as diminishing on the talent of Ric Flair. Um and, and Rick that's what then led to Rick making the like abuse of power comments. He uh said on his podcast that, you know, Eric Bischoff was, you know. Basically, did started doing the uh, the, the cash machine Eric thing where ATM he, you know, he was only able to get ATM Eric and um, saying that you know he he, he only made it because he had Turner's money to spend on it, um, to make it bajillions of dollars and things like that. And Bischoff has responded, you know, Bischoff responded, you know, on Twitter back at him, like he had had like a little back and forth with the guy. Um, but it's just, it's just kind of bizarre that this is, this has come up. And then it kind of goes in conjunction with, um, not this past weeks, but the weeks before the week before 83 weeks episode where Conrad Thompson was going after Eric, because Eric basically posited that the horseman that, that was, this was also through that Ric Flair before, before it all started was basically, basically that. Bischoff posited that the horseman, at the time that he took over, wasn't making money or a draw, and, and result in the resulting bringing in of Hulk Hogan was really, you know, and building programming around Hogan, and you know even more so once things shifted with the NWO, that was what was drawing when when Bischoff was there and making money, and Conrad. Just went after him because Bischoff was like, "This company wasn't making money when I was here. It wasn't. It wasn't doing anything." And Conrad kept arguing that the Horsemen were there and were prominent and were not were not a draw outside of those regional areas. And Conrad, Conrad kept making an apples to oranges comparison to the Horsemen in the mid '80s when they were hot in the territory and and kind of. Implying that they were printing, you know, that they were printing their own money and were wildly successful nationally, and right. Bishop's argument was no, that that's not true. Um, they were on TBS, but I'm willing, like, fairly confident in saying that they weren't the national entity that they think they were. No, and it's weird and, too because.
0: Conrad was very, like, like Bischoff said, they didn't draw to the Carolinas. Now they did. They drew That's Maryland and even Pennsylvania at times down to Florida. So they drew there and they drew in in, in the Mid-South region. But like they did Starcade, what, 87, 88 in Chicago. It was 87. Right. And it was an abysmal house. Like it was not a big draw at all. They did, you know, something in like San Francisco that didn't go that well. They put the bunkhouse stampede pay-per-view in New York, and that was a terrible draw, terrible buy rate, terrible everything. So,
1: oh, sorry, yeah, I would have backed up. Right. Real quick. So, the comment, so I just went back. The comment that Bischoff made on the documentary that set off Flair was that he had to make an example out of Flair after Flair's attorney made his lawsuit against WCW public. Oh, it yeah. He said that. That action—it was Ric Flair—but it was because of the other talent on the WB, WCW roster at the time. I had 100, 100 other talents under contract that were watching this, and I couldn't create a precedent where talent could just decide when and where they decided they wanted to work. That's that's what set Flair off the second time around. Anyway, which isn't which isn't wrong, Thanks, Google, <laughs> right? Which, which right? He's not. He's not wrong. Yeah,
0: but but but. Bischoff also made the comments about Flair and the horseman not drawing. And that's why he had to bring in Hogan. And that set Conrad Thompson off. But again, it goes back to the same thing. Why did it set Conrad Thompson off? It set Conrad Thompson off because he loves the four horsemen. Right. So he cannot fathom the horseman being deemed as not a draw. And, and Conrad would go so far to think, well, if you couldn't draw with the horseman, then you were bad at your job. But Eric Bischoff, right. Eric Bischoff's job wasn't he wasn't hired to draw with the horsemen, he was hired to run a profitable organization, and that's what he eventually did with Hogan and with the NWO and and all of that. Like Conrad's more thing is like you're saying the thing I liked isn't as good as I think it is, so therefore you're evil, and and that's where where Conrad came from, and that's just like AEW fans and so many other people that like to argue on the internet. So that's all that's all the same thing. Conveniently enough, Patrick or Down. The next name on the list is Conrad Thompson.
1: Oh, God. <laughs> um, oh, I love that. Well, this because this and, and this segues nicely. Conrad Thompson makes bad faith arguments on his on his pat on his podcast these days the with certain folks um uh, in particular. In particular. He does it with Bischoff and he does it with uh, Bruce Pritcher. Those are the two where I've heard it the most. Now I've basically stopped listening to any of their other of the podcasts in the network. I, I kind of listen to the Jim Rod podcast every na- Ross podcast every now and again when it is about old territory day stuff because that doesn't turn into a seven hour commercial for AEW, which is also part of the reason why I'm so turned off on AEW. Um, uh, amongst the fact that I've tried to watch the program multiple times and I'm like, I don't care for this, it bores me and I don't like it. It's it's just not my thing. Then hearing Jim Ross, you know, just spout how it's like the perfect company. But he's not saying he's the perfect company, but like there it's amazing, it's perfect, it's wonderful, we have all this talent, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, Conrad Thompson has does this thing where he 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 goes into an argument willfully being willfully ignorant of things that he knows to be true. And the four horsemen argument is one of those. And you say it's because, you know, like he goes into this argument, the way he does with Bischoff, because he loves the four horsemen. I also think he does it because he knows that's going to get, and sure, this is good podcasting. He knows it's because it's going to get good pushback right. uh, from Bishop but it's when he quadruples down on the dudes, when they've given an answer, that is a reasonable answer that is in, in Bischoff's case in particular, and he, and even Bruce at times complete, detailed, sometimes with receipts <laughs> when it comes to Bischoff in particular. Um, and that's not good enough. And his answer is always well, almost like I he get he acts as that he acts as an aspirated that he can't get them to concede his wrongness in opinion uh, with his with his bad faith arguments, and, and it's strange for me to say this because I don't know when if this change if this was always what it was, or if it's changed in recent years. Because I used to love this guy's podcast. Like I I used to have a each day. Like I was liked and subscribed to Shivani's podcast, to Bishop's podcast, to Arn Anderson's right. podcast and, and Jim Ross's. And now I'm almost to the point where... Hell, I've even skipped some some 83 weeks in Bruce Richards because I'm like, man, I just can't. I know where this is going to go based on the title. See, it's, it's it's it goes
0: into that same mode. Conrad Thompson, kind of in the same vein as Sean Ross app thinks that like he is the opinion direction of the true wrestling fan. And... He, he's sophomoric in his humor. That comes out a lot. And he really thinks that like dick jokes are funny. Still, he's a 40 year old man. And he still thinks that, you know, things were cool and it's okay to objectify women at times, which he does if it's within his certain realm. But if it's not, oh my God, it's horrible. Like it's very double standard, very moving in the goalposts. And then you have to pile on, His just unmitigated love and loyalty to Dave Meltzer, which is absurd.
1: Right. Yes.
0: Now, part of his stance is that that's what he uses for all of his research on the show. And I'm waiting for the day that Bruce Eric is like, I'm no longer commenting on anything you say that Dave Meltzer said. Like, there are other people out there that he could find research on. But I think Meltzer's just easy and he has them all because he's a subscriber and, and all that stuff, right? Um. But what got me, and, and, and why this is going to be a topic last week, had we done this show last week, was on last week's episode, not the one that just came out, but the one before it, um, I can look it up and see what the topic was. Bruce, as usual, was going in on Dave Meltzer, like he does, and it was the Armageddon 2002 episode, by the way. Um and which caused, oh, yeah, I remember this. Which caused Conrad to say, Bruce, you're ruining the show. That was his exact, right. come on, Bruce, you're ruining the show. Now, 20, 30, whatever minutes later, because it was a, a very long episode, um, <clears throat> what does Conrad do? He keeps throwing his little things in about Triple H burying everybody. Over and right. over and over again. Does Bruce say, come on, Conrad, you're ruining the show? No, but he could have. And then at the end of the show, he's reading questions that users send in. And what does he ask Bruce Pritchard? Do you remember what he asked Bruce Pritchard?
1: Uh, are you going to – is it the, the question he often answers that, or asks that gets a silent response? It is exactly that. The how big is Batista's
0: dick question? Which is always the end of a longer question that had nothing to do with it. Right. Because he thinks it's funny. Right. And it wasn't even his gimmick that started. By the way, it was a gimmick started by, I think, Kenny Oliver, who now does a show on his thing that that, that would have guests on and would would ask, ask questions. Um, and so I, you know, fearless Greg, tweeted this and and called this out about how he thinks that that you know Bruce is ruining the show, but yet we'll talk endlessly about Triple H bearing people and ask Bruce how big is Batista's dick. To which he replied, that's a running gag on the show, and this was our first YouTube version, and so we wanted to put that into the YouTube version. Because apparently you can't have the show without that piece of, of –
1: Yeah, you know, show is It's not running. a
0: show until we ask about Batista. Like that's – to which I replied, well, isn't Bruce hating Dave Meltzer a running thing on the show? That has yet to be replied to. So –
1: it's and did he did he thank you for listening though because he does yes he, yes he yes, tends yes, to thank, thank you he thanks everybody
0: for this and I should had I been thinking I would have said you're welcome for me listening also this like I should have done that I wish I if I could turn back time
1: <laughs> you're welcome I, if, I time, I, if
0: I could turn back time I wouldn't I'd go back and make a live bet on the Vikings to beat the Colts last weekend but at halftime when it was probably plus eight million <laughs> or whatever, But a dollar and win a billion dollars right. but it's. It's just insane that, you know, it's, again, if it's something that Conrad likes or doesn't like, it's okay. If it's something that Bruce likes or doesn't like, it's ruining the show. And it's just that double standard. Now, how far can I really go to criticize the guy? He's got a million-dollar podcasting empire. Right. Right.
1: And and, and his mortgage company.
0: Yes, yes. But remember, he's just a fan, even though he promoted Ric Flair's last match. Um, well, yeah, you know. on, on the most recent edition, the Armageddon 2007 edition that came out last Friday, Bruce makes a comment about how WrestleMania 24, you know, was building to be, and and I think Conrad even termed it as what should have been Ric Flair's last match. And I'm like, you were literally the guy who just promoted an event called Ric Flair's last right, match. right, right, right. Yeah. So like even he womp, knows, womp. like even he gets it and, and knows that some of the stuff he does is stupid. But again, here we are talking about it. We listen. I only listen to those same two shows like you. I I, I tried Tony Schiavone's show once. Couldn't do it. I listened to Arn for a little bit, but it got too repetitive. Um, right. And I just really can't listen to a guy legitimately complain that his manager wouldn't let him kill himself. Um, just can't do that. And and it just, you know, so so I'm done. So yeah, I only listen to Bruce Pritchard and Eric Bischoff and I enjoy them. But I don't it's not better or worse when there's a different host, which does happen from time no, to time. No, it's really not. Because yeah. I listen to them for Eric Bischoff or Bruce Pritchard. Yeah. Not for Conrad Thompson. He's I tolerate Conrad Thompson so I can listen to now, Eric Bischoff or Bruce Pritchard.
1: Quick subject change. Have you given a listen to the uh the other um Fish off podcast that's now going on. The the one that comes out on like Thursdays or whatever. Now a couple a business of times one I have.
0: Um and I wanted to listen to the one that he did with the two guys from PW Insider. And there was a, I listened to the one with the guy from Fight TV because distribution right now is a big thing. We're trying to figure out in IZW. Right. Um here's the bigger problem. I can't stand John Alba either. Because if you listen to some of the – there was an episode or two where he guest-hosted 83 Weeks. And he was worse than Conrad about sharing his opinion on Bischoff's booking before Hmm. letting Bischoff talk about it. And I tweeted about it. And guess who now blocks me on Twitter? John Alba. Mr. Alba. Mr. Alba. He blocked me because I said that. um, Wow. His –
1: Man, why did – like – I? It, it's just fascinating. Thin skin, man. Thin the block, skin. But
0: they all, they all got a thin skin. But the people that yeah, they're I, making money off the backs of, Bruce Pritchard, Eric Bischoff, don't right. have a thick skin at all, or don't have a thin skin at all. They have a thick skin. So, gotcha. yeah. All I'm right, with new words, Patrick O'Dowd. New words. This one's this is low hanging fruit at this point in the wrestling news cycle, especially with the the the, the TMZ report that came out today, Tuesday. December twentieth as we record this. Your two words are Mandy Rose.
1: Uh, is this truly really that hard for people to figure out? Like I I I'll start with that. So one, make that money, Mandy Rose. Cool. Good job. Good on you. Like yeah. you made your money. Um I I think it's fascinating the, the screaming of hypocrisy mm-hmm. that is going on because for whatever reason people seem to think that Mandy Rose was just I don't I don't even know how to describe it like that they don't think that there's any skin in the game but ching for the wWE with regards to this whole deal um uh, when you are it's not just one site too like it's multi it was like multiple sites
0: at least four of them yeah at
1: least four. And you you know what? Whatever. If you wanna if you wanna get bitchy about the wellness policy and getting three strikes with the wellness policy and Matt Riddle and your issues with that, it's a false equivalency. But okay, uh, the WWE has a policy; they're following their policy. And he only has two. Get things. over it. Right, but that but that's my point. It's like the WWE has a fo- policy; they're following their policy. It's not time to fire Matt Riddle. Yet. Their policy uh, has
0: never been to publicly state what it is. That's just what they used right. to do. Right. They're just not doing but it. but that's
1: what people still assume it, yeah, it is. Um but, but she like was you said, using it's a her two totally different things. Right. She's she she's using her connection to her copyrighted connection, WWE mm-hmm.
0: name, property. image and
1: likeness to to make you know what apparently allegedly was a couple hundred thousand dollars. That's not a huge problem at this and point, and that it's and that She's it's a, a representation of the company.
0: Yeah, but it's how she was making it. It's the content right. she was putting out. They're allowed right. to work with these apps now. That's something that Vince McMahon changed his stance on. She was putting out explicit material that slowly right. got more and more explicit, and, and that's where we hit that point. And and I love the TMZ report today that says you know by Christmas she'll be a self-made millionaire. Maybe the self made is the key there because she's already a millionaire because she signed her new deal in 2019. At that point, these deals were going for at least half a million dollars. Now you got people like Kevin Owens who makes a million and a half, you know, two million. So say she was making half a million dollars. Well, she's on the third year of that deal. So that makes her a millionaire right there. They said she was bringing in 250 grand a month. I don't know how far back that goes. And then she's made 500 grand in the past week doing this. And people are like, oh, and that's just the membership. No, it's not just the memberships. That's not how these people make money on these sites. Some of them right. don't charge it's- a member- membership fee, but they then get you to buy the individual videos. Um, right. And because, and it's weird because if you go back and look at the history, a great case example is Paige Van Zandt. Paige Van Zandt was selling like scantily clad photos for like $50. And right. she's selling like nudes for 15 because it dries up. And you become more, and you got to put out more and more to get less back because it eventually dries up because dudes move on to the next thing instead of paying more for the same thing over and over again. And that's what's going to happen with Mandy Rose eventually. And then she's going to come back to the company. But good on her. Make as much. It's capitalism. Sure. This is set up for you to yeah. do this. By all means, if this is what you choose to
1: do, and, do it. It's not for me. And the other but side. Right, and on the other side of that, Capitalist Coin, by the way, the WWE, which does have a certain audience that it's trying to connect, reach out to, and for, for better or worse, porn still has a stigma, and let's be real, she's doing porn at this yeah. point. Um, and, and when you talk about this, say,
0: that they have a deal with Mattel, the toy right. company who makes their toys that says and, that their performers won't be involved
1: in this type of stuff, and she violated so, so and for and by all accounts, from what I've heard, she was given the opportunity to stay with the company if she stopped doing. Heard it or not, business. I guarantee
0: you she was because others were given the right. same thing too. They were probably like, but, Take but it my down. point.
1: But it my point is, away. yeah, there was probably an opportunity to continue to be employed with the WWE, and she didn't. And, and so I just think it's hilarious to watch people lionize a person who probably had the opportunity to stay, of she did, yeah. but chose to make that money and. Which none of yeah, us wait her thing. for. Neither you nor right. I. We we both we this. both celebrate her for making that money. Uh, not we, but the, the royal we. We celebrate her for making that money and then victimize her for choosing to make that money as right. opposed to sticking with the company. <laughs> that's that's just ludicrous to me. Um to where she got to put out like a thank you with the prayer symbol thing on Twitter for all the support, as if she's hurting. Yeah, right. I like, guess is she's heard when it? she's put out her sex tape with her boyfriend on fucking – Said sex. boyfriend Throwing is everything.
0: already a millionaire because of his NFL contract he had. Right. So it's just – and 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 all these people that are feeling this way are also buying the videos. Not all of them are buying the videos. Some of them are buying the videos and feeding that. And she'll come back in six months, a year. Who knows? But She's not going to AEW. Have you seen their women's right. division? They go for the super athletic everything – and don't use them right. Like she ain't gonna uh, right yeah. dark. Like, like, and look if they give her like a crazy amount of money to go and, and great. Um They obviously don't care about the content she puts out because they had the aforementioned patrons in like, it's just <laughs> where they're at. I, I just, yeah, Uh it, it's just so silly. And again, I'm like a big fan uh, of the performer and thought the work that was happening in NXT was spectacular. And and believe she was getting ready to make that move to the main roster to to continue that Trish Stratus like trajectory that she'd been on that people thought right. I was an idiot for saying back in like 2017. And yeah, you know, it, and, you know, I was proven right once again. Um, not that I'm always right, but I was right in this case. And and that kind of puts us, you know, but but again, you know, people love to talk about and make decisions with other people's money. That's people big big fans of doing that, and you just can't do it to Mandy Rose. Look, you really can't do it to anybody, but if Mandy Rose wants to do that, like you said, more power to her, you know, even if it ain't your cup of tea,
1: listener. But but don't pretend like she was completely, I just don't pretend like she was completely victimized by the. I I know why you pretend that you pretend that because that's what you want to believe the WWE is as a company, the the evil WWE people will believe anything this out of nowhere that they want right.
0: to be true here's the and right. well, here's the confusing part that this situation brings up and this is why the arguments are so out there and there's just no like there's this big disconnect in everything right w, she put out explicit content that violated the terms of her deal WWE ended up firing her for doing that yeah. two different parties Mandy Rose WWE Here's who's wrong. Nobody. Nobody's in the wrong. Nobody's wrong. And that with our our very quick to blame and judge culture that we're in, it just blows people's minds. Well, I have to be able to blame somebody. Somebody has to be wrong in this case. And honestly, nobody is. And people have a hard time dealing with that when no one's wrong. So that is that. Look, we're going to hit up commercial break number two. And then we've got some more words that Patrick Redoubt has questions about. Eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. This is your boy, Kenny Killer, telling you to make sure you check out thechairshot.com. Bringing you breaking news, interviews,
1: podcasts galore, everything pro wrestling. Make sure you check it out, thechairshot.com.
0: How appropriate that that, ca- that, that that commercial break began with the Royal Rumble countdown. Because here we are, December 20th, 2020, we record this. And the next two words that I am going to sh- throw out to Patrick O'Dowd, see what he has questions about, are just that. His favorite pay-per-view event of every single year. Patrick O'Dowd, your two words are
1: Royal Rumble. Okay, so I have a lot of questions because I haven't watched a lot of wrestling lately. I have right. not been keeping up with current current product. Life um, is what it is. But life is what it is. So who does everybody want to win the Royal Rumble? Who's actually going to win the Royal Rumble? What are even the storylines going into the Royal Rumble? Okay. What are, what's the big storyline going so into go the Royal So let's go there. Okay. Big
0: storylines going to Royal Rumble. Uh, I'll, I'll even kind of go in a couple different directions. First one is very easy. We know for a fact Ronda Rousey will be defending the SmackDown Women's Championship against Raquel Rodriguez because Raquel Rodriguez won a gauntlet match for that shot. Spoiler alert, that airs on Friday Night SmackDown. It's already been taped because they did a double taping last Friday. Um, So we know that's taking place. That's the only thing we know for sure other than the fact that we believe we will have the men's Royal Rumble match and the women's Royal Rumble match as we always do. There was a rumor this week, Patrick O'Dowd, that Edge will make a comeback and will blow off the feud with Finn Balor inside Hell in a Cell at the Royal Rumble. Now okay. that Hell in a Cell won't be its own pay-per-view anymore, we can actually use it the way that Triple H wants, which is to blow-off feuds. And then there's even a rumor that's going to be the Demon again. How they fit the Demon in with the whole Judgment Day thing, I don't know. But um, that's where we're headed there. We are also headed towards a Kevin Owens versus Roman Reigns showdown at the Royal Rumble, because that's what they've been setting up all over the place. Even this past Monday on Raw, the bloodline attacked everybody on Raw because that's Kevin Owens' home, and, and that's what Roman Reigns sent them to do. So we were headed towards Roman Reigns versus Kevin Owens, even though that was the main event of the world. That was the title match at Royal Rumble two years ago. And Sheamus is sitting okay. right there. But that's where, that's where we're headed with with Roman Reigns. You brought up like, who are the favorites to win the Rumble? Who do we, people want to win the Rumble? That's a weird subject because for the women's Royal Rumble match, you've got Bianca Belair holding one title and Ronda Rousey holding the other. And there hasn't, people aren't really in that mode yet because we haven't really yep. started the build. We haven't been declaring for the Rumble. I'm sure once we get through the holidays, we'll start doing that. I also expect some returns in the Royal Rumble. We could see a Charlotte Flair come back in the Rumble. Obviously, someone like a Becky Lynch is always in play, even though it's not a return. She's already there. Um, They just wrote out some other names like Shotzi Blackheart and some others only to bring them back probably for the Rumble. Um, But I don't think people have really thought forward towards WrestleMania and who's going to work who. It's funny because, again, Sean Rossap, who we talked about earlier. uh, No, it wasn't him. It was somebody else. Tweeted that. Uh, they were upset that Raw only had one women's match this week. Now, Raw had yes. a very big women's match between Bayley and Becky Lynch that was uh, built up, and it's their feud, and it's ongoing, and all of that stuff. They also had a huge backstage angle where Alexa Bliss broke a vase over Bianca Belair's head as part of a backstage interview. So, so, And is and not all about matches, right? Raw's all about things. Right. That was one of the things. We also had the first 35 minutes of the show focused around the Judgment Day, which Rhea Ripley is a huge part of, which concluded with Rhea Ripley beating Akira Tozawa in like maybe what, the second or third intergender match they've ever put on television, WWE? Never once calling it an, an intergender match. Like we're to that point, thankfully now. Corey Graves himself right. never was it just said a match? It. it was just a match. And she won. Right. And yeah, there was outside interference or whatever, but she hit her finisher and pinned him one, two, three. And somebody's tweeting back, well, n- literally, they, they they said, literally no one cares about Rhea Ripley. They said, literally no one cares. And all the people replied, well, I do. Well, I do. Like, she's tremendously over and moves a lot of merch. Right. To me, if I were to put an early front runner out there to win the Royal Rumble, that's who I would say it is. Rhea Ripley? I would say that Rhea Ripley is probably the front runner. And I can see them going right. with Rhea Ripley versus Bianca Belair. Because I do think this Bailey Becky Lynch thing can. Build to WrestleMania, because the one thing that they have not been good about is having women's matches at WrestleMania that don't have a title involved. And now that we're under Triple H's leadership, I think we can get there. So, and and I think they can do that with some intention. I think Rhea Ripley versus and Rip Rhea Ripley won, you know, the Raw Women's Championship from Oscar a couple years ago at WrestleMania. But I do think that's the direction they're going to go with the women's Royal Rumble match. That could change as more things get revealed over time, but. I feel like that's yeah. where we're headed. I also don't know that they're going to telegraph the Royal Rumble as much as they have in some prior years either under under Triple H. The men's is the weird part, Patrick, because okay. we don't know what's going on. There have been rumors that Roman Reigns is going to work two matches at WrestleMania, one each night. Of course, the biggest rumor is that he's going to wrestle The Rock for you know yep. his undisputed championship. And so a lot of people, I think, are almost perplexed. Like, what do you do with the Royal Rumble? We don't need The Rock to win the Royal Rumble. Like, you just no. don't need that, right? If he's in it, if he's announced is in it, well, that just is a foregone conclusion. So he'd have to be a surprise. Right, answer. yeah,
1: because we talked about this. You know, the Rock doesn't lose.
0: He doesn't need it. Oh,
1: that's in movies. My bad.
0: Yeah, that's true. That's in movies. Probably also in his WWE contract, but he'll lose to Roman. But do we separate the Undisputed Championships? Do we get one of them off of Roman Reigns? Do we use the Rumble to do that? Do we... Does, does Cody Rhodes win it, and he's one of the challengers at WrestleMania? Um, is it not even really going to be The Rock, and we just think it is, and we'll be shocked if like Sheamus wins the Royal Rumble, and now we're going with Sheamus because he's crazy over as a babyface over on SmackDown. Um, I don't know. There's a lot that, that 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 can be done, and a lot that it takes to get there. But there really aren't a ton of front runners. But that whole. Like they, They've kind of booked themselves into a corner with Roman having both belts, and that was Vince McMahon's doing solely because he needed that WrestleMania match to be bigger than everything they've done with Roman and Brock before. That's why it was right. you know, the unification match that it was. But I think it's hurt Raw. We've talked about it before. I think Raw needs a world title, and they can get there. Now, I talked earlier about how this Monday on, on Raw, they, the show opened, cold open, with, with Paul Heyman. Doing his introduction, and then it pans over to Roman Reigns, and he talks about how Kevin Owens has come to his house. Now he's going to Kevin Owens' house, which is raw. They sent the blood, and the bloodline just attacked everybody backstage in Mm -hmm. the ring. They probably got involved in what felt like 50% of the matches. It was just all bloodline all the time. It ended with, you know, Kevin Owens and Seth Rollins against the Usos. Kevin Owens, Seth Rollins won when Owens when Owens scored the pinfall. They're definitely moving towards Kevin Owens versus Roman Reigns. But there's some slight speculation now that with Raw, in the perception of, of an official like Adam Pearce, with Roman Reigns doing this to hurt the Raw show, maybe he's <laughs> not exemplifying what a Raw champion should do. And maybe they use that to strip him of the WWE championship and get that Raw title off of him. And right. then you could put it up in the Rumble. You actually make the Rumble for the WWE Championship, and and have a Cody mm. or, or is, Rollins could win it. Cody could beat him for it at WrestleMania. Cody could win it. And Rollins could be his challenger for WrestleMania. Even though we saw Cody and Rollins a ton in 2022, you know, three straight pay per view right. matches. If it involves the WWE Championship that Cody made his big mission before he got hurt and had to leave. I think it makes sense for it to be Rollins if not I don't think it needs to be Rollins. So there's all of that. But really nobody knows. Now on SmackDown in 2 weeks we've got Kevin Owens and John Cena against Roman Reigns and Sami Zayn. That's probably where they're going to start the Sami split. Like the storytelling is going to be pretty crazy once we get into January and build towards the Royal Rumble. So yeah. It's going to get interesting. It's going to get very very interesting. To see where they go and, and how they go there, so
1: we'll see. Hopefully, hopefully, I can start dedicating five hours of my life. Well, after fast forwarding through commercials, oh, I was like DVR and stuff, man. Like three and a half. You know how to do it. I do, like I do. It, it, it really, I'll, I'll swear, like it's in the queue every every Monday and every every Friday. That's how I do it. I mean, and, I, I do and it. I sit there and I, I'm like, well, do I have time? I don't have time.
0: Like that's how I'll watch NXT tonight. I work from home. That yep. I watch Dynamite on Thursday. See, like would,
1: that that would be that would be useful. You know what's you know what I do still watch. I still watch New Japan reruns. Yeah, late. well, like two months later or whatever it is. That they, do you watch, you watch them or watch
0: them or do you have them on while other things are going on?
1: No, like I sit down on the couch for my hour and. Watch Will Ospreay take on Okada for the nine thousandth time on <laughs> television, because those programs are delightful. Uh, I'm still wait, I'm still trying to figure out what what's special about Jeff Cobb. Like as I watch Jeff Cobb wrestle, um, he's he's big, but he, be, um, he
0: was better in like Lucha Underground, and he'd be amazing in WWE
1: because they would produce as right. a character um, and it would work. But yeah, like for whatever reason, as part of my my like Sunday morning wake up routine after I watch whatever show we're covering for bandwagon nerds, uh, that'll that'll then follow up and I I enjoy watching New Japan matches. I do. Can't stand Kevin Kelly on commentary.
0: Yeah. But you're not watching it for us to come here and talk about it. You're not watching it No, no, I'm just, just watching. Yeah. Just like you would watch any other television show that you don't have to then go on bandwagon or talk about. Like you just watch it.
1: I, I, I also give a passing watch occasionally to impact here and there. For some reason, I still have a soft spot in my heart for, for and it's not bad.
0: It's not bad stuff at all. It really isn't. Um, but I watch everything on delay. I will watch NXT tonight while I am producing and I will fast forward the commercial right. and, and skip the things that I don't need. So I completely understand where, where it is that you're coming from. And I think, that there's nothing wrong with it, nothing wrong at all. So I am there with you 100%, 150%. All
1: right, gentlemen, you have three minutes, and you better make it good. We got three minutes, and we're out of here. The clock is ticking, and we're in the clear. We got three minutes, and we're out of here. We got three minutes, and we're
0: out of here. So We joked about it off air, but it does seem to be that way at this point. The list will return. In 2022, <laughs> you know how it's like you watch Thor, and then they go through all the credits, and they go through all the bonus scenes, and it says like Thor right. will return. The yeah, list, Marvel will movies, return. The, the list, the, li- the list will return in 2023. Shut your dumb mouth! You just made the list. Next week, Patrick Redoubt, when we record this show on December 27th, guess what we're going to do? I
1: don't know. What are we going to
0: do? We are going to pick the 2022 man, woman, and team of the year.
1: Oh, it's that time!
0: It's that time of year. We're you
1: know to I've pick, already so. rec- I've already recorded a couple of of the year programs
0: myself. That's what happens. A ahead of the so get ready for it. Pre- begin to prepare your list. It'll be you and I, and and we will yeah we'll put it together and and, we'll
1: and together. no noble noble listener, I'm just going to tell you right now straight up. No, I will not. But I know you just heard me say this on the program that I'm only watching New Japan Pro Wrestling. Uh, I, it won't be a list full of New Japan Pro Wrestling stuff. So. No, we don't. No. We don't have a we don't have a Belaz on the show. So
0: no, we could bring him on, but that would I don't know how that would go with what we're trying to accomplish. So who knows? But there we go. <laughs> we will because he hates a lot of the. <laughs> he hates like what's the most popular stuff. So um, yeah, uh,
1: that was perfect.
0: No, not at all, and that's okay. So that's what we will do. So get ready for that. It'll be lots of fun and. We'll we'll make it happen. So be ready next week as we make that happen. So anyway, but now we thank you for listening to the show. We encourage you to go follow at Media at GregDeMarco44, and at Wrestling Realist. It's W-R-E-S-T-L-N-G-R-E-A-L-I-S-T. No I in wrestling, but there is one in realist. There is one in Patrick for the Wrestling Realist, Patrick O'Dowd. Go join the Copious Bots and follow Patrick O'Dowd on the Twitter You'll be glad you did next week, Patrick, we are going to sum up the year and and have a lot of fun doing it. And then 2023 will bring back the list. And of course, then we're on the road to the Royal rumble, the road to WrestleMania. You're probably going to have to start watching more often because it's going to be, it's, 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 you know, to quote what we hear during bowl game and during the Christmas season, it's the most wonderful time of the year. Hey, by the way, If you celebrate Christmas, this is our last show before Christmas. Merry Christmas to you. If you don't celebrate Christmas, my God, I'm sorry. I feel like I say this every year. It is the worst holiday to not celebrate because it is everywhere. You can't avoid it. And you've probably just accepted it. Happy Hanukkah. Happy, you know, Kwanzaa, Festivus, whatever you might celebrate. If you celebrate Festivus, there's nothing wrong with you because it ain't real. But, um, But I get it people love Seinfeld, but it's, you know, if you celebrate anything, I hope it's a safe, happy, healthy celebration and that you enjoy it from all of us here at the show and in our lives, we will enjoy it. And and we will do lots of good things. So Patrick, anything for the people before we play some music and get the heck out of here?
1: No, man, I think you said it all with the holiday wishes. Let's, let's get them out of here on a high note.
0: Oh, I was going to play something, and it's one of those that was lost. Let's see if this one was lost. Was it lost? Ah. Oh, oh. Well, my friends, the time has come. Raise the roof and have some fun. Let the music play on on, on. Everybody sing, everybody dance Lose yourself in wild romance We're going to party, caramel, fiesta, forever Come on and sing along We're going to party, caramel, fiesta, forever Come on and sing along Acknowledge me. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. Dean
1: fucking Ambrose. Shut your dumb mouth. You just made the list.